back to Lucid Living, and if this is your first time, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy to have you aboard. My name is Andrew Larkin. I'm an actor, model, performer, storyteller, and today I'm going to be your host, your guide for today's podcast episode. All right, my friend, before we dive into today's episode, I want to really dive into it today. We're going to flow, we're going to fly, we're going to cruise. So let's just take one breath together. And we inhale, when I say deep, I mean low expansive in the belly nice and big belly big belly big belly hold and then exhale contract the belly back to your center a nice big inhale and then exhale so let's ground ourselves and do this breath for ourselves in three two one nice inhale through the nose expand the belly nice and big nice and big nice and big hold at the top exhale out the mouth thank you needed that we need that for what's about to go down in this episode take a sip of water it's been hot guys it's been really hot so make sure you stay hydrated all right so for today's episode there has uh, been new information that's come across my attention that has opened my eyes because i i'm i move throughout this world at least once i started waking up with a lot of curiosity and i'm very curious about my own beliefs my own identity my own ways of moving throughout this world. I'm curious about the nutritional world, which we'll dive into. I'm curious about art. I'm curious about people. I'm curious about why. I'm curious about why we're here. I'm curious about who we are. I'm curious about everything, man. And I've carried myself, and, and over these last, I would say when I was younger, I didn't really have much of an identity outside of being an athlete because that's really kind of all I associated myself with. And then really it wasn't until I was in college and then started breaking out of my bubble where I started to formulate and really seek identity and seek who am I and really ask that question and really go deep to find answers. Whoa. And what I found is that I, I think there are so many things in life that curate this version, this idea of identity. Right? We have astrology, we have numerology, we have epigenetics, which is something that I'm fascinated with and I think is so big in why we are the way that we are. We have the conditioning, the way that we were raised, our programs, our habits, our environments, the things that shaped us externally. So you have the external factors, uh, the lifestyle, those, the, that form of, of influence, and then you also have the genetics and the things that we're predisposed to, that we come into this world with, that's our, our hand that we've been dealt. And I've been fascinated by this idea of nature versus nurture. And the more I've been learning about epigenetics specifically, because I remember kind of not really knowing who I was. I kept asking myself, who am I a lot? And I just hated the idea of being a victim to your genetics. You know, you have family members who have, you know, diabetes or cancer or autoimmune diseases and all these certain things in the family and so you're destined to get it or you're at a much higher likelihood of getting it and I, I didn't like being victim to that idea and I felt we can change that we can totally change that through our lifestyle and that's where epigenetics comes in is the shifting of our gene expressions through our lifestyle through our behaviors through our actions through our thoughts through our nutrition our exercise our movement all these factors in our everyday lives our stress oh, stress is huge all these factors can shape and change the way that we move forward and we don't have to be a victim to our genetics. 
So I've been really on this route of epigenetics for a long time, and I still firm believer believer in epigenetics. I think it's it's absolutely critical in the equation of understanding who we are and being able to change and create a version of who you want to be, right? And I've really thought that genetics was such a small portion of it. Um, a lot of people might choose nur uh, nature over nurture. I've always been a nurture over nature kind of guy. But I'll tell you right now that I am... I also think when it comes to being in the space of medicine or health or anything, or just life, we have to be open to being wrong. I'm not saying I'm wrong, but I have to be... I can't be dogmatic in my approaches of life and, and, and my, my version of identity, my, my beliefs. I have to be open-minded to both sides of it. And I admire people and I listen to people a lot more who are open to hearing both sides of the conversation. So for me, being plant-based was an incredible, incredible entry point to really becoming aware and intentional in the decisions that I made, uh, trying to make informed decisions. And it was it was a blessing, and it is a blessing, and, I'm, and it's incredible, and it's it's taught me to to listen to both sides because I love the plant based community, I love everything about the plant based community, and I have a whole podcast episode as to why I went plant based, and I mean it made me stronger, it had to make me swim upstream because I was the black sheep in the room the majority of the time, and I was a minority saying so I had to fight for what I believed in, I had to fight for what I stood for. It got me more into sustainability, it got me more into you know, really understanding where my food came from, from reading labels, becoming intentional with the food that I was putting into my body, it got me uh, in an environment of people who were all very like-minded, who loved sustainability, loved the environment, loved animals, loved people. You carry yourself with a certain compassion when you're in the plant-based community, and I love that. And there's so many benefits, and I'm so blessed to be in the plant-based community. But one of the downfalls, I think, in any, in a lot of communities, you know, we'll talk about religion in a little bit as well, but specifically with these kind of my way or the highway play, uh, environments where it can be dogmatic and a lot of times we try to push people to join us you know it happens a lot in religion we hear this a lot in religion but also in I feel like nutritional communities whether that's carnivore whether that's keto whether that's paleo whether that's vegan vegetarian whatever the the Mediterranean whatever the lifestyle is it's really, I see so, I think we're getting better, but I think there's also so much of this is the way because it's worked for me, this is gonna work for you, I have a, do this, 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 and it'll work for you. And the vegan community can be incredibly dogmatic because it's not just about health, it's about animals. And it's like, if you're eating meats, then you're against us and fuck you, you know? You're a terrible person, you're not compassionate, you, know, you don't care about the environment, you don't care about others, right? Fuck you for eating meat. And it's kind of, and that's, I don't think that's a way to open people's minds and their hearts to trying what you're offering, right? I don't think you can shame people in going your way, even if you're 100% correct, right? And so that version, I found myself becoming a bit dogmatic in my approach to, because I've been plant-based for three years, I was unfaltering. I'm kind of a all-in or or nothing, like all or nothing kind of guy. And I went all in with plant-based. Like I haven't eaten a piece of meat since 2019. And I've, throughout my journey, I've, I do blood testing. I check to make sure that my sup I'm supplementing to make sure that my uh, panel, my meters are all in the right 
formats, I'm getting enough protein and I'm very intentional with that, doing my exercises and doing everything that I know I can be doing to be sustainable on this lifestyle, in a specific uh, plant-based lifestyle. And I, but I need to be open to the fact that I could, maybe there's something out there because I actually do sit and listen to both sides of the argument. We'll talk about like, when it comes to plant-based, I, I love listening to the plant-based community and why plant-based and veganism and vegetarianism is healthy and it's good for the planet, it's good for the environment, but it's also good for us. And I listen to the shit out of that. Nimai Delgado, Simon Hill, all these guys, I love them. But I also listen to the carnivore guys because I want to be open to hearing what they have to say, you know? And if there's plot holes or, you know, factual holes in my argument or whatever my belief is and they're poking it, then... You know, I think it's a lot of times we don't listen to the other people because we're afraid they might be right in some areas. And then that destroys our identity, it destroys our ego, and then who are we, right? And then you see that all the time in, in, in politics, in politics, man. You know, and I don't really trust people who are only listening. If you're a right-winger, if you're only listening to the right wing, there's an ignorance there is to not being able to listen to the other side. If I'm plant-based, I'm only listening to the plant-based community. I am ignorant to whatever everyone else is saying, right? I have to be open to hearing everyone's views and then making an informed decision. So I've been plant-based for three years and I want to listen to everything so that I can make an informed decision for myself or else I'm pretty much just being dogmatic and hypocritical and, and biased, you know, in my own way. And I don't want to be that guy. I want to show and, and lead with love, lead with intention, and ultimately make the right decisions for myself to better show up for those around me and for what I stand for and what I believe in. So that is a long-winded introduction into this book that my mom plopped on my, my bed yesterday, and I started reading. But I had been open to this idea because I'd heard about it in the past. So there's this woman, I remember a year ago, or two years ago, where I was in the plant-based, again, just introduced to the plant-based community, I was listening to a lot of people in the plant-based world, and I also, at the time, was listening to an interview of a woman who owns this, like, regenerative farm, and she, you know, sells and eats these free-range, grass-fed, you know, animals, and does it with love, and she said that she was plant-based for five years. I was doing everything right and it kind of the same thing that I've been doing but she said you know she kind of always felt off and wasn't fully there and then something um, I think something health wise she started to not deteriorate but things started happening and then she started introducing me back into her diet and within like a week you know everything kind of went up and she started feeling a lot better and and now that's her lifestyle now and it's interesting for me listening to that because I can't really deny that that truth for her, you know? You know, the plant-based community can say this is right, this is 100% the way, but for this woman, this was her truth and this is what was right for her, clearly. I mean, and she'd also, it's different if she was like, oh, I'm a meat eater and like meat's the way, but she went vegan for five years and then opened herself up, started eating meat, and for her health, it skyrocketed. It was incredible for her. And she started a company um, to kind of promote that. And so that piqued my interest because that was a truth. And I trust that opinion because she did, she dabbled in, in the plant-based world for five years, which is incredible, right? And she's, her heart's in the right place, right? So I had that in my conscious, my subconscious, and then I started hearing about blood types. And I started hearing about this, this idea that your blood type influences 
you know, like you have, you should be eating certain foods dependent on what type of blood, what your blood type is. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting, but I kind of always pushed off. And there's the ignorance, right? There's like an idea that I know might be true that might falter or might poke holes in my belief system, which is being vegan is the way, right? And I kind of ran from it and I was being ignorant. I was running from that for a while. And my mom had the book and she gave it to me. So I started reading into my blood type and I know that my blood type is O positive, which is the, I think pretty sure the most common blood type out there. And I started just reading into this world of blood types and it's just it's fascinating and this is the idea where remember when I was saying epigenetics is I still believe epigenetics is super influential if you guys aren't familiar with epigenetics look into it super real and we can be the creators of our reality and completely change our lives and not be victims to our genetics but at the same time there's this book four blood types four diets eat right for your type the Individualized Blood Type Diet Solution by Dr. Peter J. Diamo. And this book really does a good job in arguing why genetics is an incredibly massive factor into how we not only our health, how we digest food, how our microbiomax, but also into our personality and how we show up as, you know, and, and our personal types, you know, you and we also you know, have like human design and all these things that show us what our identity is. But blood type is another in, it's another entry point to really understand ourselves. So I'm reading this book and I'm just, I can't deny a lot of the truths that's been coming to my attention. Because I'm not gonna lie, like my energy, I've been doing everything, I've been exercising, drinking the water, meditating, my stress is super low, and eating lots of protein, my micronutrients, and my, everything's been good, but my energy still felt off. And I still have not eaten a piece of meat. But this book might change things for me. And I'm going to have another episode where I'm really going to dive into, I think for me, I'll go into this book in a little bit, sorry guys. But this book is opening the door to, I think I need to make a decision where I need to open the door to, I think I'm going to eat a piece of meat and see how I react from it, see how my body reacts from it. Because after reading this book, that is being O positive blood, like you should be eating meat. It's a part of the diet. And it's just fascinating the history behind it. And honestly just reading about the culture and like the 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 amount of O positive individuals and then based off of their lifestyle, based off of, you know, immigration, where they moved, what they were doing, being hunters and gatherers and then traveling and moving, like and then blood and then co-creating and procreating and you know changing all these blood types kind of change and and they influence different lifestyles and different personalities like it's fascinating is that like an anthropological idea I'm not really sure but it's just it's fascinating man so I think I'm going to open the door to introducing meat back into my diet with intention with love I'm gonna have a whole episode about this later but I went on and looked into sustainably sourced grass-fed organic free-range um, meat sources and Thrive Market's got a really good, a lot of really great options. And I'm reading into all of their stuff so I know exactly where the it's, the meat is getting sourced from. And I'm, again, I'm gonna have a whole episode where I talk about when I do this, how I'm going to do this because I think it's really important and doing it with love, intention. Because can we? I think the the whole in the plant based community is like it's so. I hate like like. If you're not with us, you're against us, and that's just gonna make people go the opposite spectrum. Like if 
if your parents keep telling you you can't drink, you can't drink, you can't drink, and you're in high school and everyone's drinking, you're like, fuck you, I'm going to drink, and then you overdo it, right? So you do it out of spite. If someone tells you what you can't do, you're going to do the opposite. If you shame someone, why would they, if they do what you say, then that means you win, and like, fuck that, right? So I think they need to change the approach and how they, you know, try to get people to be more sustainable in the choices that they make. When it comes to health, I think whether you're carnivore, vegan, paleo, keto, whatever it is, if you reduce, I think across the entire board, every single community can agree that if you reduce processed foods, you will become a healthier individual, without a doubt. So then it really becomes about sustainability and animals and and that whole idea. And it's really... I'm gonna talk about this in the in the, in the next episode because it's, it's too it's too deep of a rabbit, a rabbit hole. But it's fascinating, guys. It's fascinating. So I want to introduce if you're if you're hooked a little bit, if you're interested into oh my gosh, wait, blood type might be, you know, not like a saving grace, but like the the missing link, the missing piece to why I can't figure out why I don't feel super healthy or things aren't right or my my guts all all jacked up and like all kinds of things. I'm gonna I'll go into each blood type and share a little bit about what it is. But before we do that, there were a couple of things that I found really interesting in this book. I kind of just really skimmed through a lot of it and got to the main points that were really um, personal to O positive type blood and all that good stuff. So the first uh, talks about the gut microbiome and our personal ecosystem. The plant-based community, we talk about gut microbiome a lot. And we talk about fiber being super important to the microbiome. We talk about a diversity of plant-based foods to diversify your microbiome. And the microbiome is just a fascinating thing, and the gut lining is fascinating. So in this book, he says, simply put, people of different blood types have different gut bacteria. Certain bacteria are 50,000 times more likely to turn up in people with one blood type than another. This originated from our ancestors whose digestive tracts developed to accommodate one type of diet over another and whose blood types controlled the ability to reject or coexist with certain bacteria, but not others. Our blood type can actually seed our gut by encouraging the growth of one of only those bacteria strains that can use our blood type antigens as a source of food, while our anti-blood type antibodies attack bacteria that carries antigens resembling those of a different blood type. So you could have someone blanket statement say this food broccoli this is right this is healthy cauliflower this is healthy you know legumes you could say lentils this is healthy you could say meat this is healthy certain vegetables fruits grains beans meats this is healthy this is the way certain nuts and seeds this is healthy but legitimately what this is saying is that depending on your blood type one food could be incredibly reactive for one blood type and not reactive at all in the other blood type. One food can be not digestible in one blood type and for another blood type be completely digestible. So that's a huge discovery for me, honestly. That is huge, that's massive. And I, I just don't feel like a lot of people are talking about this, you know what I'm saying? So, and then there's a whole list, I'll go over it in a little bit. There's a whole list of all the foods that you pretty much can and can't eat, like just, you know, food sensitivities. And my mom, like you can spend a lot of money and get a a, a test done like allergy tests or one of those testings to see what your food sensitivities are like my mom spent a lot of money on that like this book pretty much kind of covers it and then you play with it and then you see if this rings true to you or doesn't ring true to you you know so there's this other fascinating idea that the blood type that you have can directly you know relate to your personality and this is a big 
study this is a big a lot and also he actually brings this up in this book is that this idea of blood types and the influence that it has is still fairly new and he says don't like take everything you're reading with a grain of salt essentially so this is enough to peak an in interest like this peaks my interest 100 percent but don't use it as the holy grail like definitely still take informed action informed decisions read up on it read you know third party tested studies read into different cultures read into all the things and then also experiment see what feels right what doesn't feel right and listen to the body so back to this the japanese have been doing this for a really long time and had this really fascinating studies in connection with personality and blood type so what they say in the book is the belief that personality is determined by one's blood type is held in high regard in japan termed oh i'm gonna butcher this ketsweg ketsweg ketsweki gata ketsweki gata ketsweki gata japanese blood type analysis is a serious business corporate managers use it to hire workers market researchers use it to predict buying habits and many people use it to choose friends romantic partners and lifetime mates vending machines that offer on the spot blood type Analysis are widespread in train stations, department stores, restaurants, and other public public places. There is even a highly respected organization, the ABO Society, dedicated to helping individuals and organizations make the right decisions consistent with blood type. Like that's crazy. They're like, and then he actually also goes on to say, "I'm not going to choose my wife based off of her blood type if it's incompatible to me." Like, there's definitely like, don't take everything for you know take everything with a grain of salt but it's fascinating man i mean the leading proponent of the blood type personality connection is a man named toshitaka nami uh whose father blah, 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 um da, 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 right down the yeah so he says it makes for fun reading not unlike astrology numerology or other methods of finding your place in the uncertain scheme of things that's kind of like identity and he said i think however the most that most of the advice in the book should be taken with a grain of salt. That's where he says that. So it's just fascinating, man. And one of the, the fascinating things is that I'm going to share in a hot second is what each blood type, what its personality is, and then also what foods you should be digesting and all that, all that stuff. So first we have type A blood. So this type of person, individual, actually not type A, it's type O. Sorry, guys. I'm all over the place organizational skills out of control out of control okay so we have type O and also what he says is that so we have type O type A type B and type AB and we hear O positive O negative A positive A negative that positive and negative while it is influential and, and they're like there's a difference between positive and negative he said it's also very it's a lot smaller and, and less significant than actually having a completely different so like if you're o versus a you're very different a versus b a versus a b you know it's very different and then the positive and the negative is just a tiny difference but yeah so really the difference is is between the, the blood types so first off we have type o and if you guys know your blood types this information is gonna be super interesting if you guys don't know your blood types definitely i recommend getting it checked out you could draw blood uh, you could get blood work done and test that bad boy but definitely 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 after listening to this definitely make sure you know what your blood type is because it's fascinating it's fascinating so type o so this is actually me type o is the hunter he's a meat eater he has a hearty digestive tract overactive immune system intolerant to dietary and environmental adaptations responds best to stress with intense physical activity and requires an efficient metabolism to stay lean and energetic 
and then he has a whole 40 pages of diving into the specific foods that you should be eating certain meats certain seafoods dairy and eggs oils and fats nuts and seeds beans legumes grains and cereals vegetables fruits and uh, beverages teas spices all that all that stuff so they go into all of that and what I found is fascinating is that so I'm essentially a hunter and this goes back to the genes of the hunters and gatherers and it's interesting because they have a, a lot of what is how does he describe in the book they have a very strong acid acid in the stomach so it's able to break down meats really well and we'll talk about a because they don't have that so they don't break down meats very well so they're not supposed to eat as much meat it's crazy it's fascinating though so type o is supposed to eat a lot of meat and they're also incredibly sensitive to dairy and wheat slash gluten so i've always even before so I, I grew up eating meat and then i would always just have the worst mucus buildup like the worst and then the first thing before i even went and took out meat i took out dairy i took out cheese specifically and i noticed that being vegan i think just completely eliminating dairy from my diet has been really beneficial and it makes sense because i have an incredible intolerance to dairy and then also to wheat which i've never actually gone on an extended period of time of removing gluten from my diet but i i i, I believe that is incredibly true because I, there was this one time after i feel like i thought i had like celiac because i had a basketball game and I had like a piece of bread or something and then i like couldn't walk my stomach was in so much pain i was at a grocery store and i was like hunched over because i couldn't fully stand up with my torso straight it was gnarly but I, I totally agree with that. And it's fascinating because I eat so much vital wheat gluten <laughs> as my meat substitute for being plant-based, which is an incredible you know, protein source. There's a lot of protein in it, but it's all wheat and gluten. So I'm just, I'm just fascinated by it, man. So I'm really, I'm gonna experiment. I really am, I'm gonna do the things. And then they also, I think when it comes to personality, and then you can, again, look up type, type O and like what their personality traits are and everything like that it's fascinating it's just fascinating i'm fascinated guys i'm genuinely fascinated i'm learning all this in new time i started reading this yesterday and i just got really excited and i just wanted to bring that kind of energy onto this episode all right now we have type a type a is the cultivator reaps what he sows sensitive digestive tract tolerant immune system adapts well to settled dietary and environmental conditions responds best to stress with calming action requires agrarian agrarian diet to stay lean and productive we'll dive into more of that in a little bit and then we have type b so type b is the nomad it's balanced strong immune system tolerant digestive system most flexible dietary choices the dairy eater responds best to stress with creativity isn't that interesting dairy eater Whereas a lot of people will be like, dairy across the board, terrible for you. It's fascinating. Responds best to stress with creativity. Requires a balance between physical and mental clarity, mental activity to stay lean and sharp. And then, to wrap her off, we have type AB. Type AB is the enigma. Modern merging of A and B. Chameleon's response to changing environmental and dietary conditions. Sensitive digestive tract overly tolerant immune system responds best to stress spirituality with physical verve and creative energy and evolutionary mystery so that's really just they're kind of just that's very broad and kind of general they specified a lot more in the chapters 
talking about the specific blood types, but I mean, he he sorts he cites sources, cites all is that right? Cites all of his sources, all the sources at the back of the thing. So it's it, I just trust what this guy is saying incredibly, and now back in the appendix at the end of the book. <laughs> this is a really sloppy episode, but it's great. We have blood type charts. So for type O, it's the hunter. He's strong, resilient. He's strong, self-reliant, and he's a leader. So his strengths is a hearty digestive tract, strong immune system, natural defenses against infections, system designed for efficient metabolism and preservation of nutrients. His weaknesses, intolerance to new dietary and environmental conditions, immune system can be overactive and attack itself. Medical risk, I right, honestly, this is just gonna take forever. But that's the gist of, of what this book is about. And then it also talks about certain diseases that are and diseases, certain allergies that are more prone for uh, if you're type A or type B or type O, type AB. So if you have like, like O is more likely to have asthma. Um, o is also likely to have arthritis. And then there's talks about like depression, like what's, who's at risk of that, who's at risk of the flu, you know, autoimmune diseases, autoimmune disorders, the whole gamut, mental, you know, Alzheimer's and mental thingamajiggers, infections, you know, so basically it's just a whole comprehensive book on how your blood type affects your health and also your personality. It's just fascinating, guys, and I just don't think a lot of people are talking about it, and it's opened up my eyes and, like, my heart to make active changes in my dietary choices and I've been plant-based for three years three and a half years and once I went plant-based I started what led with what came with that was intention and in all the foods that I was putting into my body so now I'm just going to be extra decisive so my plan is moving forward I'm again I'm gonna make another episode on my movement into incorporating meat back into my diet and for my plant-based community friends out there I encourage you to listen to it because I want to move throughout this world with a lot of love and compassion and empathy. And it's kind of scary, honestly, making the jump back into me because I know there is a lot of resistance and a lot of almost anger because a lot of us go plant-based because of the animals. But I just want to I want to kind of sell myself in a way to, to move and transition with grace and at least just explore the option. So stay tuned for that coming, my friends. And yes, yes, so hopefully this opened your eyes a little bit. It opens and got things, if you have curiosities, if you have certain questions about your identity or yourself, and you've gone through all the things, the astronomy, the, the, the human design, the, the asking myself, who am I, all the things to understand myself, this book might also be a, a missing link to understanding yourself a little bit more. And I think the more we understand ourselves the more we can really create a strong ecosystem for ourselves. So over these next, oh, so my plan is I'm going to get blood work done because I want to get blood work done before I introduce me back into my my body just to see where my baseline's at. And I've also been wanting to do it just to see my hemoglobin and red blood cell count because I've been doing more breath holding exercises and I think that's going to impact it. So I'm really interested and excited to get those results. And then once that happens, I signed up for Thrive Market for an annual uh, subscription there and that's where I'm gonna source all my meat from I'm gonna make conscious decisions and I'm gonna slowly start bringing it back into my diet so I'm gonna introduce meat back into my diet slow and steady and I'm also I'll talk more about it in the next episode and then I'm also going to completely go um, gluten gluten free 
I'm, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that because I've never done that before. And yeah, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a nice challenge, a nice challenge. And I'm like a full-on all-or-nothing kind of guy. If I dabble in and out, it's kind of challenging for me. So cutting out gluten from my diet and dairy has already been out. So we'll be cruising. And then also probably going to give up peanuts because peanuts is something that I don't respond very well to. Turns out lentils is something O-positive people don't respond very well to. So it's just a lot of new information is coming in. And I don't think, I don't like looking at certain things as God or this way is absolutely right. But I want to explore. I want to experiment. I think that's what life is about, you know, being curious and experimenting. I'm in my 20s. 20s is all about experimenting and finding what works for you. So stay tuned for this journey over these next, you know, weeks and months and, and potential years. I'm really excited to see what comes from it. And I really want to challenge myself and stay consistent with it and show up. And move with love and compassion and empathy because I think you can still eat meat and still be, you know, empathic and compassionate and loving if you do it with intention. That's going to be a whole episode for another day. So thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys got some value from this or at least sparked some interest. Remember the book is Eat Right for Your, your Type by Dr. Peter J. Adamo if you guys want to learn more. Or you can start Googling blood types and, and foods that you know are you're sensitive to or foods that you know correspond and correlate well with your blood type or how that really reflects your personality it's really fascinating it's really fascinating so thank you guys for tuning in as always if you're digging this if you're liking this like comment rate subscribe review tell your friends tell your family tell your loved ones you guys can follow me on instagram at larkin underscore andrew or you can check me out on my website at andrewlarkin.me and as always guys small act of kindness for you for others makes the world go round we need it now more than ever Hug a loved one, give a nice bear hug. Human touch is so healing. High five yourself because you are deserving. You are worthy. You are beautiful. You are strong. You are brave. And you are enough. You are enough. You are enough. You are enough. And always, always, always strive to live a lucid life. This is Andrew Larkin. One love.